The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey there, everybody. Thank you for being with me today on Afternoons with Mike. It is always a pleasure to see you here at this very hour, at this very time on this station, or maybe you're listening via podcast. We're glad to have you along. My guest in the studio today is my good friend, Vicki Matthews, the executive director of Choices Women's Clinic. And it happens to be my favorite such <laughs> clinic, uh, this outreach that's been there for years now, uh, helping women in their place where they find themselves in an unwanted or an unexpected pregnancy you guys are there to pick up the pieces and to help that person make what would be some of the biggest decisions. In my mind, it's probably the biggest decision of at that point in their lives. So, Vicki, you're at it constantly. I can't think of an organization, and I mean this when I say it, not just flattery, that's doing it better than what Choices is doing it. Oh, I really mean that. Thank you, so Mike. welcome to my program. Thank you. So good to be here, Mike. It's always so good to be with you. Well, thank you. You know, I've been a fan of choices since moving back. I didn't know about it all that much until 2019 when mm -hmm. I got back to Orlando. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, I was I was a board member in Gainesville with another great organization called mm -hmm. CIRA. Of course, we this program is on in Gainesville. Mm -hmm. And a big shout out to the board there at CIRA. Because they're doing the same kind of work that mm -hmm. Choices does. And these organizations are worthy of note. They're worthy of support. And I think it's safe to say in 2024, they're in need of support, right? I mean, oh, it's, yes. these are tough times out there for any conservative. But if you're a pro-life person, you don't exactly have culture backing you up and extolling right. the goodness of your organization, Right. Yes. And every day, you know, we show up. It's it's about showing up today, Mike. I mean, there have been all kinds of things that it hap has happened at pregnancy centers since the overturning of Roe versus Wade on mm -hmm. uh, June 24th, June 24th, 2022. And, um, you know, we show up and regardless of who thinks we're good, bad, ugly, popular, not popular, uh, what we're accused of, not caring for women. We just care about babies. You know, we proselytize women. We coerce women. Uh, you know, we have get bad Google reviews. Uh, there's people set up to do that. There's people set up to make fake appointments, yeah. fill up our appointment yeah. books. Like it is around every corner. And honestly, you know how you get through that. Yeah, the only way you get through that yeah. is to pray your way through that. Way. Absolutely. Yeah. And you realize who the, who the enemy really is. Yeah. You know, the enemy is not Planned Parenthood. The enemy is not the abortion clinic down the street here. The enemy is, is it, it feels like it's against flesh and blood, mm -hmm. but it's not. It's, it's not. against the principalities. And yeah. so, you know, if, if you're born to fight, <laughs> Hey, aren't we all, we should be. Yeah. Right. That's our kingdom purpose is, you know, to push back the darkness and see his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Man, let's do it. You know what gets me about what you're just saying? And I think you're exactly right. But then we have to put it into context as to what's going on in America today. Yes. And the enemy, though it not be flesh and blood, we know that our fight is that of a spiritual battle. Yes. We're fighting spiritual forces, demons. We're fighting principalities, as the word says. But we're also... Here's an ironic thing to say along with that. And the, the, mm -hmm. the group that's picked that battle up against Americans would be the, the U.S. government in a lot of instances. Oh, yes. And you realize that the efforts that our government is trying to push through, and by government, I would mean mm -hmm. now the administration all the way up to the president's administration, yes. and then these other state governors and representatives and congressmen, senators, all of the, these people that are pushing for codification 
of the uh, basic yes. tenets of Roe v. Wade, of yes. the abortion movement, trying to make it like what happened in Ohio. Uh, you realize oh, that, I know. you know, <laughs> at least the government is, mm. is a surrogate yes. of these forces of evil that hate life, yeah. that hate these babies. And uh, what gets me, Vicki, and I know you face this real closely every day, would be the lies that a lot of the other side, these that are progressive, mm-hmm. the left, they're telling women and making statements that flat out aren't true. And they do it all the time. Yes. Now, true would be what the definition of real truth is, right. which would be based in the Bible. Right. So, but we live in a day, yeah. <laughs> true can mean a lot of things. Yes, on a lot of different issues, yeah. a lot of different areas. You know, we just see this as a slippery slope, right? And um, I think our dear, great uh, Francis Schaeffer uh, saw this many, many years ago and predicted it for our culture, mm-hmm. that once we become God and choose life or death, and we take that into our own hands with killing of the unborn, that we will see it in every facet of life. Mm-hmm. And we do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's. I like your your term that you use, slippery slope, because a lot of people they get on that slope without intending that their feet are going to slide. Let's say as far to the left as they end up doing, because they can end up uh, espousing a, an attitude and maybe even a worldview mm-hmm. that they never intended to do or would be shocked probably if someone would have told them on day one of getting up on those points of making a statement as to where they are on this, they would probably be shocked if they thought that they would one day be advocating for the the murder of generations of babies. And you know what's so sad when we think back to Roe v. Wade, it's easy now, 50 years, Mm -hmm. you know, basically is what we're looking at, Mm -hmm. 50 years of that horrible law and it, it was called that by our current supreme court justices yes. they they referred back to it as legislation or not legislation it wasn't legislation it was a judgment yeah it was a ruling mm-hmm. that should never have happened mm-hmm. roe v wade the abortion the right i'm doing air quotes here friends the right to an abortion should never have happened it was bad judgment by a Supreme Court in 1973. Yes. And yet it's opened the door for so many other yeah. things, hasn't it? And um, not only just abortion on demand, which so few people really understand what that means. And so when you go back to that Supreme Court decision, it was abortion on demand, really for any reason at all, once you pick through the law of mm-hmm. that, right through nine months of pregnancy. All the way up until what it meant until that date uh, in June of 2022 is that if you could find the state that still allowed that by state, it's still my right to have an abortion through nine months of pregnancy. So, you know, now that this law has been overturned right now, we have that law that's gone back to each state to decide Mm -hmm. And boy, you know, I I think one of the things that makes me the most crazy, Mike, is that we think it's over. I think a lot of people (laughs) thought, and they were cheering, and rightfully so, I'm cheering Roe v. Wade's being overturned. But that did not equate, even from the day one of that overturning, that the pro-life movement was over. In a real way, it's beginning over again, this time just at the fountainhead of 50 states, as opposed to one federal decision by a Supreme court. Yeah. It's a mess. It's a mess. (laughs) And we've seen what a mess it is in States like Ohio. Yes. Because they recently did exactly what now they're trying to do in Florida in 2024, this November, uh, the state of Ohio, whether they realize they did it or not. And that's the sad truth, Vicki. I think a lot of people who voted Mm -hmm. for that law, uh, that, that actually became codified by vote uh, by the, the general public, they voted for things thinking they were voting for women's health right, and women's rights. Right. And what they were actually voting for would be uh, just the putting the hands 
are putting into the hands of doctors in abortion clinics. It's hard for me to even use the word doctor when I think about that, but a lot of them have their MDs Mm -hmm. and they put the decision, basically the moral decisions of life into the hand of of the doctor who is talking Mm -hmm. to that particular patient. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people who voted for that realize that that's what they were doing. Yeah. And they probably have a huge sense of what would be nothing less than, um, what's the term I'm looking for here? Buyer's remorse Mm -hmm. as a result of it. Yeah. Boy. So I know that you deal with this every day on on the the forefronts at Choices. Every day. And, you know, it's, it's, it's it's far bigger than law. Yeah. When you are reaching people where they are, women and men where they are. And it is everything, Mike, from people who are using abortion as birth control to somebody who found themselves in like the most awful situation that you can possibly even imagine. Yeah. That you just feel such incredible compassion for. Um, it's hard. But when we sanction putting that decision, that it's even a decision, that it's even a decision that needs to be made in the hands of people in hard places, or maybe not hard places, it's a mess. Sometimes these people are going to doctors inside these clinics, and I think, let's say a woman is, a young woman is unexpectedly now pregnant. And she's finding it, and she's getting all sorts of advice from her family, maybe her friends. Certainly, the uh, young person, the, the the guy that she was uh, with that produced now this pregnancy, mm-hmm. uh, they go to the doctor thinking they're going to get an informed uh, health uh, decision or maybe advice from a doctor. Now, we have to... Go back and think about what our image of doctors. People go to doctors. Why do you go to a doctor? Well, you're sick and you will need help. Mm -hmm. And you think, okay, I can get well if I go to the doctor. Uh, On sad truth here, a lot of these ladies are never going to be well after they go to that doctor. Mm -hmm. They're never going to be well. Yeah. And, you know, really, if we really did care about women's health care, Abortion is not women's health care. You know, are women really being informed yeah. and empowered through their information? You know, if if you if you have cancer today, you're going to see a doctor, right? Um, you're going to explore what your options are for treating that cancer. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a crazy thing to think about. Really, historically, abortion has not informed their patients of what is going to happen to them mm-hmm. or what the potential risk can be. Um, and that's I, true for any form of abortion. Yes, any form of abortion. Yeah, even those done by that doctor in that abortion clinic, right. it can uh, initiate a problem that can end up, sadly, with the death of the mom. It can, yes. There's always a risk, right? Right. And that's what... Um, people need to be informed about. Now, one of the things before we come up to the end of this segment, I want to ask you about, and it's been big in the news. I mean, I hear about it. Of course, my involvement with Choices as a as upfront, I've told uh, our audience this many times, I'm privileged to serve on the board yes. at Choices, and I love that privilege. It is, to me, so meaningful that we have organizations like this that is telling the truth mm-hmm. and really helping people. But one of the things that is has uh, kind of surfaced up on the horizon now with technology being what it is and medicine and I say medical uh, pills and kind of prescription drugs, if you will, that normally, again, we think normally all of those things are there for our healing, for our health, but they've come up with a, a drug that functionally does an abortion but through a prescription drug. Yes. So a chemical abortion. Yeah. And I, I think what I really would love the listeners to understand today is even when we think that a law can go from the Supreme court back to each state, 
there are very few regulations right now in the st- each state that would regulate chemical abortion or outlaw chemical abortion. So, um, you know, even prior to Roe, chemical abortion was estimated to be at 54% of abortions. Wow. So that means that these women, unless you're in a state where you're required to go to the abortion clinic to get the abortion pills, for instance, in the state of Florida, a woman has to go to an abortion clinic to get those pills. But there's over 700 websites selling pills online. So a, a lady from Florida could avail herself of those kinds of drugs just through the mail or going on a website, the internet, and then yeah. it is sent to her, and that effectively bypasses that, that ruling that you just gave us. Yes. So even when we restrict abortion, I, I, I get fascinated with, I don't know, fascinated is probably not the word, discouraged? I don't know. Interested? You know, the the stats that come out, oh, is abortion going down? Is abortion going up? You know, what's happened post-Roe? Abortion's going up. Mm-hmm. A lot of those people who cannot secure abortion or those that are thinking about it and making rash decisions are seeking chemical abortion, and it's very easy to find today. Yeah. It's sadly, and there's a lot to be said. We've got just a couple of minutes left, so let's touch on this. There's a lot to be said about the danger that is not being said if a person goes and obtains some of these pills for that. Talk about that for just a moment. Well, let's think about this. Any kind of surgical procedure done at home on your bathroom floor with no no uh, medical supervision whatsoever, let alone being educated about taking that drug, what the possibilities and potentials could be of if that person has a blood clotting issue, um, is anemic. There, there's so many levels mm-hmm. of what could go wrong. It doesn't mean anything will go wrong, but it could, it could definitely cause problems. And it has done. And it has. Yeah. And secondly... We're, we're putting this woman in a position to what? Flush her unborn child down the toilet or dismember her? It's basically bringing on an unnatural miscarriage. Yeah. 30% of pregnancies end in miscarriage. That's why at Choices, we talk about viability all the time. Yeah. So when that abortion-minded woman walks through our doors, that abortion-minded woman calls us on the phone. Have you had an ultrasound? Well, why do you need an ultrasound, right? Because... You just need to hurry up and take these pills. And if you do it really quick and early, it's a nothingness. And and I just do this at home and it's no big deal. Yeah, it's almost like having a headache. Right, yeah, <laughs> just get, take these pills and it's all yeah, over with. your headache is gone. But yeah, not so. Number one, she doesn't know how far along she is. There's no ultrasound required. So these are the things that we do at Choices to educate her, to get her to come in for an in-clinic appointment. And that's why telehealth has become and becoming more important for us, Mike, and mm-hmm. today and in the days ahead, because we want to meet her where she is before she takes those pills. And I think that is so helpful, even if it is virtual, like telehealth is, at least you are looking in the eyes of a, a provider, someone who's really telling you the truth. And sometimes right. just that one touch makes a big difference in the decision that right. that person's going to make. Well, those that that go through the telehealth process with us, they come in for an in-clinic appointment. Because why? They've had a medical professional begin to unpack with them and mm-hmm. educate them to begin to empower them to what? Think about what they're doing. Let's let's pick that up in the next segment. Okay. Vicki Matthews is my guest. This is Afternoons with Mike. You're on The Shepherd. If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407-258-3578. 
I'm sitting here talking to Vicki Matthews, and we were talking during the break about the fact that I had Ricky Skaggs on. I kind of geeked out at that one, Vicki. That was a lot of fun, <laughs> being a musician myself and getting to talk to a musician like that. Oh, the yeah. kind of musician that makes you listen to him play and say, well, I'm selling all my guitars now. You know, what? what what's the use in continuing? But, I mean, it was great. But I want you to know I see you as rock star level two for what you're doing for the kingdom of God how you are serving and along with the team of people that you have at these wonderful places called Choices Women's Clinic. Now, there are two of them you serve, and we're going to get back to our discussion about telehealth in a moment. But let's go ahead and put this out there. There's Choices Downtown Orlando. Yes. And then a couple of years ago, you opened up one on the east side by UCF. Yes. And both of those clinics are operating fully paid for from the standpoint there's no debt on that property at all at all yes what an incredible thing i think every time i think about that every time someone hears that if they're a business person they're going like who who in the world is leading this organization that they can do this <laughs> not and I, me god <laughs> well i tell them it's god using vicky matthews <laughs> okay <There> you. <laughs> well thanks for the credit but i don't know if i'll take that <laughs> And now we have this third clinic that is coming online sometime in 2024, and it is in Kissimmee. Yes. Yes, Mike. It too, as we sit here. Yes. Paid for completely. Completely. Yes. We have three large clinics, and um, we actually have a tenant at Kissimmee and a tenant at UCF. In fact, our tenant at UCF is Advent Health. With an OBGYN, how cool is that? Right next door. Right uh, next door. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, God has just so um, done incredibly above all we could ask or think for the last nine years. Just we're trying to keep up with a mic. Yeah, when you're doing a great job <laughs> doing that. I think Kissimmee is in a, a strategic area yes. for choices to move into. And once again, you're within a stone's throw almost of Planned Parenthood down there. Yes, this will be our closest location to an abortion clinic at UCF. We're a mile and a half from Planned Parenthood. Uh, This takes us uh, just around a mile, and it's close. So, you know, we want to be where they are. That's what we have said to to our peeps, to our family. Our Choices family is, um, you know, we take this seriously. We steward this seriously. And God has called us to go where abortions are happening in Orlando and change abortion. Yeah. And that's what we've been doing. And so this really takes us to that epicenter again of abortion in that part of Central Florida. Now, you mentioned at the last segment, at the end of that time together uh, a moment ago, we were talking about telehealth and telemedicine. Now, a lot of people, the, the pandemic brought this whole virtual thing really to bear, not only in health, but also business. You think about Zoom calls. My goodness, how that... Zoom meetings, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Almost overnight, it changed the way business is operated. And that part is still going on today to some degree. Now, not as exclusively as it was in 2020 and 2021, but... Thank God, too, as as for that. But there's still something to be said about the benefit of a telehealth kind of a meeting. Go back into that and talk about the benefit to someone that, that using your term, who is abortion-minded, mm-hmm. how can telehealth really make a difference for a woman who's found out she's pregnant, she's considering an abortion, she does a telehealth with choices? Mm-hmm. What happens? Well, let me let me back up for a minute. So those that, that call us, that contact us, that reach out to us are predominantly abortion determined. That means they have an abortion scheduled um, or they're currently calling us believing we are an abortion clinic. They're looking for an abortion. So they're not looking for alternatives. They're not looking for choices per se. Uh, they may not even be thinking about that. They are they are pretty determined at this point. There's a choice, mm-hmm. and their a choice is an abortion. And so, you know, in order for us to really meet them where they are, just assuming that people are going to slow down enough to come into an in-clinic an appointment without um, having a relationship with us or understanding what it is we'll, we do, we like to oftentimes put them right into a telehealth call. And that means right away, 
in the next five minutes. Are you available? Uh, we have a nurse available uh, who can do a telehealth appointment with you. They're not long, but that nurse then is going to do a health assessment, just like she does a health assessment when that woman comes through our doors in mm -hmm. clinic mm -hmm. and begins to be able to unpack some of the education needed in order to take the next step and the next step and the next step in this decision-making process. Mm -hmm. now, so it's uh, very effective. And uh, they can't do, obviously, in telehealth, you can't do everything that you can Correct. do in a face-to-face, -face, but there's a lot to be said about the power of seeing someone who's uh, a counselor now, effective counselor to them, and even getting the tone of voice. I mean, I think that is mm -hmm. so by itself, you know, having counseled with people for years as a pastor, the ability for them to hear what Paul and said, I wish you could hear the tone of my voice, you know, in the scriptures. Yes. I mean, that that's something that when we read, we don't get the tone of voice. Yes. But that is a benefit to somebody who they're going to feel and hear compassion yes. coming through. Yeah. And that's probably an unexpected benefit. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, our goal with that is to just like, you know, our brand is to roll out the red carpet. Mm -hmm. You've been to our facilities. Mm -hmm. uh, we do things well. Not only are we debt free, but we we believe in earning their trust, respect, and showing, believing that that woman and that man, they have dignity. Yeah. And so when we roll out that red carpet, it is so that we begin that process of building trust and respect with what? A qualified professional medical person who is speaking truth to them about the procedure that they may be considering and then understanding enough so that they can say, well, you know what? I think I, yeah, like I do need an ultrasound. Yeah. Like I do need to know if this pregnancy is really viable or yeah, I really didn't under, I really don't know when my last period was. Uh, I'm not absolutely positive. You know, we see women who think they're 12 weeks who are 23 weeks. Mm -hmm. We saw one last week bawling her eyes out. She was so sure she was there to have an abortion. She was going to have an abortion. She's looking for all the things. Mm -hmm. And then they go into the ultrasound room. She thinks she's 12 weeks or whatever it is. She's 20 plus weeks. Yeah. Sometimes they're only weeks away from delivery. That's like halfway through the pregnancy. Very close We've to We've seen yeah. them close, you know. Oh, over halfway. In four some... to six weeks from delivery, Mike. And yeah. thinking, what? I'm that far along? Yeah. And yet... Had she had she done chemical abortion? Now again, chemical abortion. They're going to tell you, well, it's safe through. Used to be safe through eight weeks. Oh, now it's safe through ten weeks. Now I see on some of the websites here locally at our Planned Parenthood. Oh, we can do them up to thirteen weeks. Like all the medical evidence shows that if you're going to do it, you better do it quick. But even yeah. then, there's so many risks involved. Yeah. So that woman doesn't know when she comes in, when her last period was, how far along her pregnancy is. You know, a person can go online on Google and find out approximate sizes of the average baby at, at say, 13, 14 weeks. And then you realize that that drug that you're taking, what is going to happen now to that baby? I hate to even use the word fetus in that as they do yeah. because it's still a baby. I mean, this is a... A life that is a baby in the womb, and what's going to happen when you when you functionally kill it while it's still in your womb? What's going to happen? And it doesn't take a lot of thought. I know it's kind of gross to a lot of people because it's bloody. I mean, let's be real. This is not the most pleasant type of a thought to begin with. What they're setting out to do, but the ramifications of a chemical abortion, friends. It may, it may be messy, and I apologize if you're queasy and I've just upset your lunch. I am so sorry. But this is life. We're talking life and yeah. death. And it could be the, the life and death of the mom as right. well. So, yeah. I mean, you have the baby and you, and you have the mom and the trauma. The trauma that she's going to experience going through that. Pain. Yeah. You know? And yeah, long, long term trauma. You know? I, I know the movie and I know you saw it. And I know you've met Abby Johnson before, but the uh, unplanned movie that was so 
incredible in depicting what it's like for a woman to take one of those drugs and be, like you said, on the bathroom floor. Yes. Because it, it has an image of all of that, and she thought she was going to die. Yes. And could well easily have died. Right. And she was all alone. No yes. one there to help her at all. Yeah. So we're there for her. And yeah. we're, we're there for them. We're there for family. We're there for that man who finds himself in that situation. And um, now let's talk about that for a moment, because yes. uh, unlike I, I know what you mean by that and what we're not talking about is a man giving birth, what our culture tells yes. us now that a man can have a baby. <laughs> Sorry, friends, yeah. you're, you're, nope. you're listening to the wrong uh, line of thinking and rational there. Wrong station. Uh, wrong station. No, it's not. But a man is and can be severely affected yes. for the rest of his life yes. because he is an abortive dad. Yes. And that is not for a lot of men that I've talked to who advised their girlfriends or even their wives to get an abortion. Now live with the pain of that decision, the regret, the incredible shame and and guilt that yeah. comes yeah. from that. It happens to men too. Yeah, it does. And one in four women have had an abortion in the U.S. Come on, so, one in four. One in four. So that tells me that there's one in four men. Yeah. Right? Right. And um, it's very real. And, you know, I'm one of those uh, one in fours. Yeah. Uh, we've we've talked about that before, Mike, yes. and I've shared my testimony vulnerably on this station before. And, you know, I cannot talk about this subject without talking about hope and healing. Mm-hmm. And I want every listener to know, man or woman, if we are triggering anything today, anything, any remorse, any regret, any shame, that you do not have to live in that. And we we offer abortion recovery support one-on-one or in small groups uh, to really walk through a healing process. Now, if you want to do something, friends, you're hearing all of this and you're thinking, well, how big is this regret thing? All you have to do is go to Google, type in abortion regret, and you're going to get stories, even videos on YouTube out the window about women who now live for their lifetime with this sense of regret, not just women, but men as well, as we've just said. So it is important to realize that we are talking about something that is life-changing. Mm-hmm. It's life-changing for people. I know that I'm thankful for what God's done in your life, Vicki, but I, I know that there are moments that you still have in the course of a day where you think back on that and wish it could have gone differently for you. And, and that's true for every person. Absolutely. I'm grateful for the grace of God and the healing of God. And I am grateful to serve alongside you in this. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell you, we've got a fight that we have, all of us have. But I do want to spend a, a few moments talking about a new way that this fight has come out in the state of Florida. And it's going to be on the ballot without a doubt this coming November. There's going to be a women's health. I don't know how it's actually going to be worded uh, finally or how it's going to be marketed, but it's going to come on the ballot without a doubt in the state of Florida in November. And it's going to be the same kind of thing that what Ohio went through. It's going to be functionally codifying abortion law to the state of Florida. And I think a lot of people are thinking that could never happen, right? With our governor being as pro-life as he is, and we've got a pro-life for the most part, a pro-life legislature in Florida right now. How could that happen? Well, it's happening because a lot of people signed a a petition Mm -hmm. and they've gained enough votes to put enough petition signatures to put that on the ballot. And they did it. I I know I talked to a person that was taking uh, names at a Publix parking lot. Number one, they weren't supposed to be there doing that. They were soliciting Mm -hmm. on Publix parking lots, Mm -hmm. but their lead-in was, do you believe in women's health? Yes. And who doesn't believe in that? Yeah. I believe in women's health. I'm a woman. I like health. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and and they they tell people these yeah. things. And honestly, I'm pretty convinced they don't much go much farther than just doing that. Mm-hmm. And they get a person who might be willing just to sign their name down on that petition just to get rid of that person. 
Now, there's a lot of people who sign petitions just to get rid of the person who's aiming for their signature. Yeah. Boy, and they've just now done their part in putting something on the line in the ballot that's going to be voted upon this November that's going to functionally codify the right to an abortion and take all of what should be done legislatively out the window because now it's put on there as a ballot initiative. Yeah, so we would be faced that. Um, I believe the uh, Supreme Court of Florida has to uh, rule on the language of it and approve that. I've been told those hearings or that that one hearing, I'm not really sure, will happen the beginning of February. Um, any state where that has been approached, it has been approved. So uh, projections from people that I know who maybe are in the know believe it will for sure be on that ballot. And so that would basically mean if passed, which it has passed in some other states. Mm -hmm, like Ohio. Uh, remember we talked about the slippery slope, right? We take language that isn't true. It gets distorted enough to make people feel like, oh, this is what I'm voting for. Now all of a sudden it's on a ballot. People aren't going to understand on the ballot what am I really voting for? It sounds good. It sounds right. And it passes. That's what's happened in the other states. Yeah. So in Florida, it would mean that our current laws become nil and void. There is no restrictions on abortion, including parental consent, including waiting periods, including uh, gestational wow. age. Wow. And gets wiped off and abortion becomes legal through nine months of pregnancy. Wow. Oh, all the way back to that which is where New York is, yes. and oh, it's unthinkable. So friends, this is something where if you've ever voted in your lifetime, November is going to be a, one of those times you've got to vote. And we, we just, those of us that love pro-life, those of us that love babies, we need to get involved. We need to share this with our friends, put it out there on social media, do whatever you must do. This and this whole day of having Vicki Matthews here is aimed at really helping us all understand how important and how far-reaching these decisions are. I'll be right back with Vicki. This is Afternoons with Mike. You're on The Shepherd. Join host Mike Gilland for The Shepherd at Work every Saturday morning at 10.05 a.m. You will be introduced to a marketplace leader that will help you learn to walk out your faith wherever you live and work. The Shepherd at Work is sponsored by the Central Florida Christian Chamber, building kingdom, business, and community throughout our area. That's The Shepherd at Work, this Saturday morning at 10.05 a.m. Vicki Matthews, the Executive Director of Choices, is my guest today. She's up here in the Shepherd Studios in Orlando. And boy, it is great to see you. It's always, it's always so informative for me to sit and talk about these things. Uh, they, they just couldn't be more important. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you think about life, what could be more important than life? And I know we've brought up in the just a little bit ago the new direction with this new locale, the whole Kissimmee region mm -hmm. is going to be served. When are we thinking that's going to open up? So we are currently under renovation right now at that location, and we are hoping to open this spring. Uh, we believe that'll be somewhere around April. Wow. That'd be cool. And when that happens, obviously, there's going to be a big grand opening celebration. I can't wait to be there for that one and to mm -hmm. see that. I was able to be at the one mm -hmm. at UCF. And uh, we'll be back out there, Lord willing, and, and in person at this gorgeous area. Tell us about where this is located. So this is on a main street, uh, which is Oak Street, right near Main Street in Kissimmee. It is only one mile from... Uh, the hospital there, I believe it's Osceola Hospital um, and Planned Parenthood, which also runs pretty adjacent to that particular hospital. Wow. So we're in a very strategic location, Mike. Lots of visibility, lots of drive-by, beautiful building, beautiful medical building. Um, and we're going we're gonna to officially take that ground. Yeah, and it's going to be exciting to see that day come. And again, when it is grand, grand opening time, we all need to remember 
the unusual thing about the way Vicki is running this movement and the way God, to get the glory to God, he has blessed them in such a way to where there is now no property debt. There are no building mortgages involved with any of the three choices clinics. And I'll guarantee you there's not too many businesses that can make that claim. Yes, and you know what I love about the most? So when you give to us, it goes directly into what? Helping that woman and man and saving lives. That's right. Now, our last October's um, big banquet that Choices had on, you had Jonathan Evans out. Tell us about that. Well, who doesn't want to hear Tony Evans' song, right? (laughs) Of course. He was amazing. He he likes his own byline, so he he can hold his own pretty well. Yeah. And, you know, just challenging us to do something. And I, I think, you know, that being on the front line of this, I have to tell you, when I get on my soapbox, that is probably my soapbox because I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong to say as God's people, I am for life and then do absolutely nothing about mm-hmm. it. So I don't, I don't care whether it's you give $5 a year or you give $500,000 a year or you're a volunteer or you come to our walk or, you know, whatever it is, but do something, mm. get involved in the issue of life. Otherwise we, we somewhat sanction it, don't we? We partake in it by doing nothing and being silent. Now, you mentioned the walk. That's coming up again now this year in what, in uh, just a few months, just a few months away, the walk for life. And you talk about something that you guys have made that so easy to do. And it's all there. I mean, you can, you've got online capabilities to where you don't have to go out and do the old thing of getting people to hand you cash or to mark down. It can all be done online. And you you go out and you set a goal for getting Mm -hmm. people and you might, you might set it on uh, your mile or you just may make it to where, but I'm going to be there that day. And if I don't do anything more than walk around that track one time, all of that money is going to come through your efforts and go right to the people who are making all of these wonderful things that choices happen. And it does take money. I mean, I found out a long time ago, Mm. I was never going to buy bread with my looks. That is never going to happen. (laughs) Oh, come come on, on. No, no, no. It is so true. I know it's hard for you folks to believe that, right? But it's not going to happen. We've got to get involved. Like Vicki said, it's got to have a a kind of a pocketbook pinch, if you will, if we're going to make a difference in yeah. this and we can all give to one degree or another, right. we can all uh, sacrifice somehow equally according to our means. But if this is one simple way and it's a fun way because there's a lot of people out there, we get to walk around. There's a lot of fellowship. You had music, live music. It was wonderful. Yes. April 20th is the year at Blue Jacket Park. And so that is a significant, significant event for choices. Uh, We raise about half a million dollars, believe it or not, $500,000. And um, every penny of it, we are so incredibly grateful because then together as a community, we can be there for that woman, for that man to meet them exactly where they are. Now, I remember you were, the, you were the recipient of some news that day that was actually kind of surprising. Some of these people uh, that are taking part, a lot of them are churches, and there's almost this friendly competition that comes up. <laughs> and right toward the end of the deadline where that walk's going to happen, there is a big push in a lot of these people. And this is a part now from the Choices staff. This is a part from... The, the volunteers that normally work at the clinics, these are people who just have the vision. Yeah. And they push it through to a point where you're kind of surprised that yeah. <laughs> maybe overwhelmed. I've had lots of surprises. <laughs> and yes, I have been joyfully overwhelmed yeah. at God's incredible goodness. Yeah, yes. it is so true. Now there's uh, obviously the banquet as, as another fundraiser yes. and that will come up again in October. Mm-hmm. Any ideas on what's going to happen this year for that one? Well, we are so excited, Mike, because this is our 40th year. We are celebrating 40 years of life. Wow. And, you know, I was just um, so struck by this in the beginning of the year meeting with the staff. 
no matter what, we see the short view. We don't see the long view. And if I could just pause for a minute and think of 40 years, 40 years. Yeah. of life, wow. life messages, being life givers, uh, meeting people where they are, offering them hope and help. Like I think of 40 years of lives that were saved and changed and and who they are today. And now some of those would have their own children, right? And some of them may even have grandchildren and we can't even fathom. So we are going to be celebrating our 40th in some big ways with some incredible stories. You know, the story itself, going back 40 years ago to the beginning, some of the people that were at that very initiation of this ministry are still involved today with choices, right? Yes. Tell us yes, about Yes, and them. they have stories. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my dear friends, the Webbers, you know, I, I love what, them. what really um, was pivotal in their life was having a miscarriage. And when they held their little baby Audrey in their palm of their hands, so, so tiny, so miniature, and yet so well-formed um, at the same time when Roe had first you know, gone down a few years later and like, wow, this is, this is a life. And then knowing that a decision had been made by the Supreme Court to take life, they were moved to join a a band of brothers, so to say, a a group of some couples under a few churches um, here in the central Florida area to say, we have to do something about this. And here you have it. You know, and people have been willing, years. people during this time, they've been willing to be arrested. They've been willing to put their careers and their businesses like uh, on hold to serve. And a, a great price has been paid over these past 40 years, uh, 50 years since the initiation of, of Roe v. Wade. But again, that all ended, Roe v. Wade ended June 24th, of 2022 and now here we are this decision is at the state level and again if you've just tuned in uh, you will have an opportunity to vote hopefully down on the initiative that may well be on the ballot most likely will be on the ballot in florida in november and this is going to be something that if passed would have devastating effects to all of the laws that are currently there now I, i know our own supreme court has a role to play and whether or not the language of this is going to finally and how it's going to hit. And and then there's also this uh, abortion ban right now where there's a 15-week ban in effect. So you cannot, that person that you were talking about a while ago that was over 20 weeks could not get an abortion in Florida legally. Correct. But there is a bill that would take that down to six weeks. Now that would really reduce by a lot of how many abortions actually take place in Florida. But that bill is held up, also waiting a move by the Supreme Court of Florida. And so that hopefully will be decided upon too, soon. Yes. So we have lots going on in our own state. Mm. Uh, I think when people think, oh, isn't that abortion thing over? You know, isn't this, didn't this just kind of go along the wayside? Um it really has intensified here. And, you know, with our our own law since that June 24th date of yeah. 2022, our law immediately went from 24 weeks to 16 weeks. Um, yes, celebration in that. But what it has meant in the last year and a half is that we are the most liberal state in the southeastern United States. That's crazy when you look at the map and, yes. and it's colored for... A viability of uh, chances of getting an abortion. All of the states to our north that border Florida, they're all much more restrictive yes. than is Florida. Yes, and so we, how did that happen? We invited here even more. We yeah. we've already invited abortion here because we're the best place on earth, of course, and we see a bazillion tourists every year. So we already invite abortion to Florida, just being a tourist destination. But since Roe, we have invited it even more. In fact, Mike, the new stats for 2023 are showing that abortion has increased in the state of Florida. Since so Roe, again, we went yes, down. Yeah. We've restricted it. 
We've rolled it back a few weeks, right? We took it from 24 to 16. Oh, isn't that amazing? And everybody needs to remember. So we're increasing in number, but these are reported abortions. And if people are buying at-home abortion pills online, those aren't even being accounted for. Yeah, we don't really know how many are taking place. So this is why you are needed. Yeah. This is why our community of faith is needed. Mm -hmm. Because if we're going to be there for people, then you have to help us meet them where they are. That's right. <laughs> Whether that's telehealth or something that's that's going to that we're going to be creative about in the next 6 months to year. Like it's all a part of it mm. is, you know, just being there for them. Wow. We've got just about a minute left. Vicky, if you would tell us how people can get involved with choices. First of all, uh, as a giver of any fund at all, and then secondly, volunteering. Yeah. So just remember to always go to choicesfriends.com. Um, Choices Women's Clinic will lead you to a patient website. We have a separate website that is choicesfriends.com. For giving and getting giving involved. our volunteer positions. But exciting, just note this, on February 15th, we are having a talk and tour. That is a very simple one hour in and out. We'll feed you a little bit of lunch, 12 to 1 at our downtown location, representing all three locations. And we will tell some stories. We will give you a tour and we'll talk about ways that you can make your life count That's for beautiful. choices. Oh, I love it. Vicki Matthews, who leads Choices Women's Clinics in Orlando, also east side of Orlando near UCF, and coming in April, Lord willing, the Kissimmee Clinic, all operating uh, for the glory of God and helping women and men through this most important decision, which is life. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you, Mike. My pleasure. It is always a joy to have you here. And friends, we'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike. <music> 